Welcome to the Wesleyan Podcast, bringing you news and financial tips for doctors, dentists, teachers and lawyers. And now, here's your host. Hello, I'm Neil Whelan, PR Manager at Wesleyan, and welcome to the latest episode of the Wesleyan Podcast. In this week's episode, I'll be talking to Robert Vaudry, Wesleyan's Managing Director for Investments. He'll be talking about his own background, as well as giving an insight into our investment strategy. Now, before we begin, we will be talking about performance of the FTSE and the way certain investments are performing, so there is something I need to remind you about before we start. And it is, remember the value of investments can fall as well as rise, so that means you could get back less than you invest. And with that, let's get on with the show. Before we get into uh, what we're doing with investments here at Wesleyan, just tell us a little bit about yourself and your background. Uh, I started off in uh, with a job in the city from university, which was very fortunate. I didn't know anything about finance at the time, um, but was excited about the prospect of working in the financial sector. Um, but I'd only been there about a year, and um, I then got a call from, uh, I suppose, my political mentor, uh, Sir Edward Heath, who used to be Prime Minister, um, who I'd worked with briefly while I was at university, and he asked me to come and be his political secretary. So you know, really before I got my feet under the table. I went and spent four years working with him, uh, a fantastic job for someone in their early 20s. Uh, probably the highlight was when we went to Iraq to try and negotiate the release of various hostages being held by Saddam Hussein, um, an absolute phenomenal insight into sort of global politics. Uh, after that four-year period, I did an MBA at London Business School and then joined Morgan Stanley uh, which is one of these sort of big U.S. investment banks, where um, I worked in the equity research department, first as a deputy head of research in Europe, and then ultimately I ran the Asian research department. Following that, I joined HSBC as global head of research before deciding to set up my own asset management company, uh, where we ran a range of funds from um, quantitative funds, where computers basically do all the analysis, uh, ultimately to running some global equity funds, uh, which uh, certainly in recent years have performed phenomenally well. Uh, earlier this year, in February, um, I joined Wesleyan um, as head of investments, and it's been absolutely great to inherit from my predecessor, a guy called Clive Ward, um, a group of extremely talented fund managers uh, who are investing the £7 billion worth of assets we hold here at Wesleyan. Because one of the things that people don't realise about Wesleyan is that we've got our own investments team and we've had it for a long time, really. I mean, there's quite, quite a few guys out there. I mean, what do they do? Well, we have a team of 14 people uh, split into two groups, really. We have um, a property team, which invests directly in real estate. And then we have the fund managers and the research analysts who are looking at equities and bonds um, as for investment decisions. Uh, we have a number of funds. Uh, we actually have close to 50 funds in total, but most of the assets are held in a small number, a handful of number of funds, uh, the With Profits Fund being the one that's best known. Mm-hmm. Um, and we are constantly analysing from the bottom up you know, a range of individual companies, be it their equity portion or on the bond side, their, um, you know, their bond structure. Uh, we're looking at uh, fixed income products that are government credits um, and uh, globally as well. So we look across the spectrum. We have inevitably a concentration in the UK because when a lot of 30 years ago when a lot of investment funds were set up, you know, they, you know, we weren't so international in our outlook. So 
which started off with the UK, um, but gradually that has morphed over time into a much more global outlook. And what we're constantly doing is looking at where there's likely to be the best outperformance in individual sectors or individual stocks and trying to make sure we're capitalising on that. That's good to hear, because, yeah, we are successful <laughs> for anyone who's got their money with us. Westin does have a very clearly defined investment strategy. Can we go into more detail about the long-term investment yeah. strategy? Yeah. It's all, as you say, it's we invest for the long-term. We're not going to buy a stock one day and sell it the next. Because we do the analysis in the stocks in the first place, we're buying stocks because we think they're undervalued and that you know we're investing now because they're going to go up over the next 6, 12 you know, two years. So we invest for the long term. What dovetails with that is we have a buy and hold strategy. So we will buy and the expectation is we will hold those stocks or those bonds or that property portfolio for a significant period of time. Doesn't mean we won't ultimately sell it. You know, some sectors and some stocks do just rally beyond a point we think the value has disappeared. But we're looking for things we can buy and hold for the long term. We also tend to be, you can either say contra or counter-cyclical in our investments. So there are sectors that are out of favour. People are selling out elsewhere. Uh, the price may overshoot on the downside. And because of the depth of analysis we're doing, we're looking to pick up stocks that are relatively cheap. And again, we will happily hold them for the long term. Occasionally with that strategy, you're buying, and you know we don't buy all in one go, you buy over a period of time. And some of those stocks may continue to go down in the short term, but we know that they, they have exceptional long-term value. And so we're willing to, to buy and hold in a counter-cyclical basis. And one of the other things that people don't realise about us, and you, you touched on earlier with the property team, is that Wesleyan does own a lot of property all around the country for investment purposes. <coughs> the head office in Birmingham is the prime example, but there are other ones around the country as well, aren't there? We own we own across across the UK. We own um, a broad range of property. We try and get diversification into our investments, including our our property holdings. So some will be um, uh, some will be large sheds on the edge of you know warehouses. Uh, some will be prime retail sites. Some will be land blocks of land that could have future development. And ultimately, yeah, we own our own building in Birmingham, which is probably the most exciting site for office accommodation outside of London right now because of all the benefits of HS2 coming into Birmingham. So, um, yeah, that portfolio currently is worth about £350 million and we um, wish to keep aggressively adding to property because our view over the next five years is that um, there will be some flux in the, in the equity market uh, but property will actually probably be a better asset class um, than, than some other classes of assets we hold over the next five-year period. And there's one question I've got. It's it's going looking at the markets at present. You know, when we record this, it's uh, it's August 2017, and the FTSE's running seven and a half thousand now. I think is that a good thing or a bad thing? Yeah. Well, uh, there's a couple of answers to that. It, it, it's good because it shows a. Uh, an underlying health in the UK economy, uh, despite all the noise about Brexit, despite um, some major international challenges, despite concerns, you know, you know, this week about Korea and everything else of it, you know, is actually saying the economy is in relatively good shape, which is a good thing. 
But that said, we are um, in a bull market uh, since the financial crisis back in 2007, 2008. There was a massive shakeout in all markets, including the equity market. We've been on this road of recovery and markets have performed extraordinarily well. So people have begun to get used to very good returns on their investments. Mm. But what I would caution people on is obviously that period of excess return, if you like, is coming towards an end. Most bull runs last up to about 12 years. And you could argue we're nine years into this bull run. So uh, we have to be mindful of that. Two caveats to that. Firstly, in 1987, where people remember there was a major stock market crash, the actual FTSE ended higher at the end of 87 than it did at the start of it. So one can try and be cute with timing. At the end of the day, if your money is not invested because of inflation, basically your assets are declining unless you're investing to make returns in excess of inflation. And you just can't know when that day will come when you wish you weren't invested. But that's kind of what we're paid to do to make judgments about that. Also, I'd also say that the average recovery from a 20% or excess downturn in the market is about a two-year period. Yeah. So it's not the end of the world when you know people say, oh my God, there was an 87 crash. But the recovery was relatively quick. And so what we will do as we head, you know, I suppose, nearer the point where the risks of a market correction are likely to occur is we become slightly more defensive in our holdings. Uh, we look for value stocks to hold in excess of growth stocks. So you may sell down in technology and buy you know, a consumer retail stock because you know people, even in a recession, are going to be buying food still. Mm -hmm. So we manage our portfolios to take account of the expectation of the risk profile long term over the next year or two ahead of us. And that's why you know, we feel quite comfortable if we're going into a period of those excess returns slowing down somewhat, that we'll still squeeze out the best returns possible but bearing in mind the risk profile that lies ahead of us. Okay, well, thanks for that. Well, as you can imagine, investments, it's never changing scenario, and uh, we'll be checking with Robert every now and again on the Wesleyan podcast, but for the time being, thanks for joining us. Thank you. And that's our show for this week. If you'd like more information about investing with Wesleyan, you can visit the website at wesleyan.co.uk and click on the Investments and Saving tab at the top. If you've got any thoughts or questions, you can leave them in the comments section, if you haven't already, subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or follow us on Twitter and Facebook to make sure you don't miss any future episodes. So until next time, thanks for listening. Mm -hmm.